What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Angel Chernoff, New York Times bestselling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life. Today's episode, 12 stories of kindness and generosity that will change the way you live. There is no exercise better for the heart and soul than reaching out and lifting others up. When life is pressing on you and stressing you out, pause, take a deep breath, and remind yourself that you are not at the center of the universe. When you're overwhelmed by life's daily struggles, it's so easy to feel like you're at the center. But you aren't. None of us are. Truth be told, we all have the occasional tendency to put ourselves at the center and see everything in life from the viewpoint of how it affects us. This can have all kinds of unfavorable effects, from feeling sorry for ourselves when things don't go exactly as planned, to doubting ourselves when we fail to be perfect. Let me give you a recent example from my life. This morning, I was faced with a painful rejection. An opportunity I applied for was not decided in my favor. At first, I felt awful. I felt a familiar feeling of inadequacy. But I caught myself and quickly shifted my focus. Instead of ruminating over my disappointment, I thought about other people I might help. I thought about writing a new article on markandangel.com. Finding little ways to help others snaps me out of my self-centered thinking, and then I'm not wallowing in self-pity anymore. I'm starting to think about what others need. I'm not second-guessing myself, because the question of whether I'm inadequate or not is no longer the central question. The central question now is about how I can give back. And writing on our blog, markandangel.com, is my go-to way of giving back. The bottom line is that finding a way to give back, to practice a little kindness and generosity, made a big difference in my life this morning. And it can make a big difference in your life too. Stories to shift your focus and inspire kindness and generosity. Over the past decade, via our blog, Getting Back to Happy Course, and our live events and side projects, Angel and I have been blessed by the beautiful stories that people around the world have shared with us. Angel shared some of these stories with you in one of her recent blog posts, and right now we'd love to share some more with you, with full permission from the original sources, of course. These stories, um, and really there's kind of inspiring snippets from stories that we've selected are, are just super short yet incredibly powerful accounts of real life generosity. And we hope they inspire you to shift your focus and give back in your own unique way today and in the week ahead. The first story. It's been six months since I totaled my car. I've been in and out of the hospital a lot ever since with severe back pain. Although the pain has begun to subside, my recovery forced me to use all my sick time and vacation time for the year. But this morning, my boss, who is usually all business and pretty hard on everyone, called me into her office and told me she talked with HR and donated five days of her own unused vacation time to me so I would still get paid when I go out of town to visit my family for Christmas. Story number two. Times haven't been easy lately, 
but people have been kind. We live in a lower middle class neighborhood. My wife was just diagnosed with breast cancer last week. So my 14 year old son decided that he wanted to raise money to help pay for some of her medical expenses because we don't have great insurance. His idea was to go door to door around the neighborhood with hair clippers and let people shave a part of his head for a small donation of their choosing. He asked me whether a $100 goal would be too much. I told him not to get his hopes up. He came back home 10 minutes ago with a bald head and $1,225. Three people gave him $100 bills. Story number three. This afternoon, my two daughters, four and six, wanted ice cream from the ice cream parlor that's next to the grocery store where we had just finished shopping. But ever since my husband and I were forced to foreclose on our house, we've been budgeting our money down to the penny and only using cash for our necessary purchases. I explained to my daughters that I had only brought enough money for the groceries. They were upset, but okay with it. Then, as we were packing our groceries in our car, the owner of the ice cream parlor walked up with two double scoop ice cream cones. He said, I was out front a minute ago and overheard your conversation. Today, the ice cream is on me. Story four. On my way home from work today, I stopped on the side of the road to help an elderly man who was struggling to change a flat tire on his car. He turned out to be the firefighter who pulled my whole family out of a burning four-story apartment unit when I was a kid. Even though I hadn't seen him in nearly 30 years, it only took me a few seconds to recognize him. We chatted about it for a while, and then as soon as I had the spare tire secured on his car, we looked at each other, shook hands for a prolonged moment, and said, thank you, simultaneously. Story number five. This evening, my dad brought me into the city to one of his favorite restaurants. He ordered a substantial amount of food and only ate half of it. On the way home, he drove a route I was unfamiliar with. He pulled over near an alley and said, I'll be right back. Then he grabbed the leftovers, ran into the alley, and returned empty-handed. When I asked him what he did, he replied, There's a homeless veteran back there who I've been giving leftovers to for the last year or so. Story number six. It's been 10 years since my best friend became ill and needed a kidney transplant. As I was a fitting donor, I chose to donate one of my healthy kidneys to her, even after doctors said her chance of survival was only around 25%, and that there would be some inherent risks to my health as well. But here I am on Saturday afternoon, getting ready to drive to her wedding venue where, in just a few short hours, I will be her maid of honor as she marries the love of her life, a man whom she happened to meet at the hospital 10 years ago. Story number seven. This morning, in my checkout line at the grocery store where I work, a flustered elderly woman realized she was $6 short on cash for her groceries, and she didn't have any other form of payment with her. The three people in line immediately behind her each chipped in $2 so she didn't have to put anything back. Their spontaneous generosity made me smile. Story number eight. Today at the animal shelter where I volunteer, a little boy and his mom, who had adopted a kitten last week, came into our lobby carrying a big bag full of food, toys, blankets, and other supplies we desperately need. The boy's mom said, 
Today is his birthday. Instead of birthday presents, he asked his dad and me to help donate here to the shelter. Story number nine. One of my ex-students from nearly a decade ago, who claims that I was his favorite teacher and his inspiration, mailed me $1,000 to help pay my mortgage payment this month after he found out from a mutual acquaintance that the school board had laid me off and that I was struggling to find work. Story number 10. This afternoon, my 67-year-old dad handed me a bottle of Windex and a roll of paper towel as we got into his car. He turned to me and said, I just spoke with your mom while she was on her lunch break. She mentioned her windshield got covered with bugs on her drive to work. Since we're going to drive right by her work anyway, I figured we'd clean them off for her. It's the little things, kiddo, that keeps love going. By chance, while my dad was cleaning the windshield, my mom came out with her kids for daycare recess. Her smile and seeing how in love my parents are 40 years into their marriage is heartwarming to say the least. Story number 11. On the way to work today, I watched a teenage boy help an elderly woman with a cane onto the city bus I was riding. He was so careful with her, assisting every step of the way. The woman had the biggest smile on her face. They both sat directly across from me, and just as I was about to compliment her with having a wonderful grandson, the boy looked at her and said, My name is Chris. What's your name, ma'am? Story number 12. Tonight, at the local convenience store where I work, an elderly man with a guide dog came in, went to the aisle with the greeting cards, picked up a card, held it up really close to his face, and struggled to read it. Just as I was about to walk over to help him, a big truck driver asked him if he needed assistance reading it, and then proceeded to read almost every single greeting card on the entire rack to the man until the man said, that's perfect, my wife will love that one. Let your appreciation fuel your kindness and generosity. This morning, after receiving the rejection letter I mentioned, and after writing my heart out for an hour, I went for a long jog at the beach. Sea foam kissing my feet with each step, white sand footprints behind me, and the morning sky bursting with bright colors overhead. At the end of my jog, I turned towards the ocean and took several deep breaths, mostly because the sky and the Atlantic had momentarily taken my breath away. I stood there on the sand and applauded. Yes, I literally clapped my hands in recognition, because this is the only response life truly deserves, an appreciative, applause. Today, wherever you are, whatever circumstances you're dealing with, take a moment to really appreciate this gift we call life and applaud. Then do your best to give back to life. Do something, anything, to show your gratitude for this imperfect miracle you've been given. Be kind to a stranger, create something others can use, be loving to your family, make a difference in your own unique way. Let your appreciation fuel your kindness and generosity and let doing so change your life. Every night before we go to bed, when we're putting our son Mac to bed, he's seven years old, we ask a series of questions to wrap up our day. And one of the questions is, who did you help today? 
or who did you make smile? And knowing that we're going to have this question at the end of the day and that each, each of us go around and give our answer, it forces us to keep it at the top of our mind. It mm. forces us to have kindness and generosity be something that we want to exude every day. And I love that because it really has been a game changer. We implemented that question um, about a year or two ago. You know, the first question was, what's your favorite part of the day? And that that's one that we always did. And then we started adding these other questions in. And I really love that because it really has made us make kindness and generosity a priority. Um, and we really sit there at night and we talk about it. Like, who do we make smile today? Who do we make help? Yeah. Um, and it really keeps it at top of mind. And it doesn't have to be a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it oftentimes isn't. That's mm-hmm. what's so remarkable about that little question that we ask with our, you know, our son. And it, it's great for Angel and I, too, because it's like, yeah, I mean, you and I, like, who did we help, right? And, I mean, the nature of our business and the work that we do with coaching and, 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 and you know, reaching out to people online and offline on a daily basis, I think, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, well, we helped this person. I responded to this comment. I answered this person's email. We sat down on a, a live coaching session with them and, and went through their issues. But I try to take it beyond that. I'm, I'm looking more on a daily basis at like what happened around our house, what happened in our neighborhood, like who did I talk to, who's, you know, who, who did I lend like even just a smile to, right? Because sometimes that makes a big difference, right? Um, you know, on a previous episode, I had mentioned like not putting myself as a, at the center, right, as, as kind of a way of coping with rejection and coping with some of those hard feelings that I sometimes have about things going on around me. Um, and I think that's also very much relevant to generosity, reminding myself that I'm not at the center um, when I'm kind of feeling down and out. I can put somebody else's needs first. How can I assist somebody else right now? I'm not feeling like enough right now. Inherently, I know that I am enough, but I'm not feeling it right now. But if I invest myself into somebody else's situation, helping them in some way, being generous and kind to them, I start to feel better about myself, right? And that's the old cliche, what goes around comes around. Mm -hmm. But it's very true. Like when we are feeling down, when we're feeling not enough, we put ourselves, our efforts and passion into somebody else. And like, you know, again, it doesn't have to be huge. It can be as simple as holding the door open for the person mm-hmm. behind me. It can be as as simple as baking something, right? Or, or preparing a meal yeah. for somebody nearby, you know, somebody that would enjoy some something like a, like a, a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And seeing the smile on their face makes me feel better about myself. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow, like I did that. Like that smile that's coming back at me is because I did something. Yeah. So it, again, simple reminders. This is nothing groundbreaking, but it's like in the busyness of our lives and in the stress of our lives, we often forget that. Yeah. I mean, opportunities are all around us. And I, I like that you just brought that up. Um, not being the center of attention, but also not being so busy that you're missing the opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. Like not putting yourself at the center, but also not being go, 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 like make that space to be slow, to ask the checkout lady in the grocery store, like, hey, how's your day? I love your glasses. Like, I like your hair. Like, you know, we see the same cashiers again and again at the grocery store. And like, that is an opportunity for us to chat with them. 
like that can be the kindness, you know. And it, it also reminds me just recently, um, Max started improv classes in this new plaza in our area. And while he was in there doing his class, I was walking around the plaza and there was a homeless gentleman um, sitting there. And I was also picking up dinner for ourselves to bring back home after Max class. And I was in there getting dinner and I was like, you know what, I, I can pick this gentleman up dinner too, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And so I purchased him the same thing I was getting for us. And I delivered it. And he was so grateful. Mm. He was like, thank you so much. This is for me. Are you are you serious? And just that kind gesture. I mean, it made his day. And then it also makes me want to do more, right? Mm. I, I think it's, it's, it's like a domino effect. Like you show some kindness and generosity. And then it's like at the top of your mind, you're like, oh, okay, who, what other opportunities are around me that I've been overlooking? And how can I help others? Yeah, no, I think it. I think there definitely is a domino effect. I think what we do consistently um, is important, right? I mean, it it fuels the next step that we take. I think also, you know, awareness and presence. I think your story of of buying that homeless man, and I remember you you telling me, and, and honestly, there was a tough side of that too. After Angel had bought that meal for that gentleman. Um, the police arrived, uh, maybe what was that 15, 20 minutes later, uh, Angel was waiting for our son to get out of a, uh, a class that was over there and somebody else had called the police, uh, just because there was a homeless man sitting there, right? He wasn't doing anything wrong. He was eating his meal. Um, but again, I think that's a reminder that be more generous. Like not everybody is generous. Not everybody, mm. everybody, you know, and, and the person who called the cops may have been scared, right? They, they had their own demons, their own issues, and we're not making them a bad person, but they, they got fright, frightful. And so they called the police and said, oh, let's remove this homeless man from there. And so, again, that man needed Angel's generosity that day more than maybe even on the average day. And um, and so it was great to hear that. But I was going to say that presence, right? Angel was aware. She was present. She wasn't in a rush. She was. She saw the man. She, she thought, I, this is something small that I can do. She kind of connected the dots. And I think that's important. Like a, a lot of us who are rushing from place to place to place, we don't hold the door open for the person behind us because we don't even see the person behind us, right? We don't smile at that cashier because we're just not even seeing her. You know, like be present, be engaged, be in the moment, put your heart and soul into what's right in front of you. Like that's where life is. Life isn't some place in the future. Life is right where you are. And when you can be present and truly engage with the people around you, typically you are making a positive difference in their life if you can truly be there with them. Um, And I think, you know, even one of the stories that we read from uh, one of our uh, coaching clients, you know, is just that, like reading the, experiencing those people that are reading the cards at, at at the convenience store. I mean, that's, you know, that was somebody who was in tune with, oh, there's an older gentleman here who's struggling to read these these greeting cards. Let me take a moment. You know, it was like a truck driver mm-hmm. goes over there and takes a moment and, and, and read like, you know, what does that take? That takes just a couple minutes to do that, but it makes a world of difference in another person's life. So again, be present, tune in, like, you know, be where you are with the people that are around you sometimes. And it doesn't have to be all the time. It doesn't mean you can't have other things on your plate. Certainly you can. But just remind yourself to come back to the present as often as possible, and you'll create more of those experiences for yourself. Yeah. We can't thank you enough for letting us be a part of your day and listening to this podcast. Um, Go ahead and check out our website, too, if you're looking for more similar content on marketingangel.com. And you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and get content that just goes out via email. Remember, what you think, you see, you ultimately become. Think better, live better.